Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, well, it's a, it's a good life, man. But on that note, welcome to the Palette must, Podcast. Must be nice. <laughs> must be nice. Uh, welcome. As always, I'm Patrick. And today I have with me uh, two good friends. Um, this is going to be a fun chat. It's going to be lighthearted. Maybe, who knows? Maybe it goes in a completely different direction and uh, all hell breaks loose. Uh, but on that note, I have with me uh, John Snip and Rob Edward. What's up, guys? What's good? Pleasure to be man. Doing well, doing well. So as always, um, you know, I love bringing on people that have similar mindsets, but also challenge thought processes, ask questions and uh, make it uh, exciting, you know, just shooting the, as they say, shooting the shit. And John, you and I have been trying to get one going for a while. There's just been conflicts on my end time. So I appreciate you being patient. Rob, thanks for doing same times, uh, doing crazy times for everybody. But I figured why not bring both of you on? I know, Rob, you were wanting to chat with John too. So I figured let's uh, let's get going. So is there anything specific that you wanted to bring up first, Rob? Because obviously I always have stuff we can bring up, but is there anything I know you and, and John were looking to to chat? And Oh, I have I have notes today. Oh, you do? Yeah. I, you know, obviously down to flow with wherever it goes, but I um, and John, uh, you, you started. Sorry, Rob. I'm gonna let him. I'm gonna let him. He, he's got notes. Might I don't want to take more, but um, well, no, because we. I mean, there was already two things we touched on just as we were chatting for like five minutes beforehand. One of the things I've been thinking a lot about lately is uh, is the paradox of choice, and just uh, something I've been very presently aware of <laughs> in the in the modern era is the bug. It's just the overwhelming nature of choice. That we have, and uh, I know as a, I think that my friend and I, um, who's she's also a photographer, but we work together and we've kind of like come up together. Um, the overwhelming amount of options you have in this world compared to like a traditional, you know, nine to five where you just that's your job, that's what you do. You go home at night, you watch TV, whatever that life was. Um, in the modern era, like working on social media, having your own business and whatnot waking up in the, in the morning, no boss. It's like, what do I do today? And there's, it could be overwhelming. So that's something I've been thinking about is trying to narrow down my focus and not be so distracted with like, Oh, I could do this. I could do this. So totally. I've been thinking about, well, it's, it's funny. Cause I actually call that the cheesecake factory dilemma. Y'all know cheesecake factory. I know of it. Okay. So if you go to cheesecake factory, it has like, it's like a novel for the menu. Mm. There's so many options and anyone who's been there knows exactly what I'm talking about. There's so many options that like, if you've never been there or you don't really know what you want, like it's the worst place to be because there's so many options to the point where people are like, I just keep, what is good? And they're like, well, they're like, they're like, well, you're a cheesecake factory. You could pick anything. It's all good. It's like, no, you're not helping. And you know, so you literally spend like 20 minutes like going through the pages and being like oh that's a cliffhanger on page five of like the entrees and like the you know hors d'oeuvres and so that's exactly it is when we have sometimes for a lot of people too many options with and to kind of go a step further like with no guidance with no like direction of like you know support i feel a lot of times it becomes too many options actually becomes detrimental and it actually takes people off a path or their path or purpose um, well, the I guidance think- thing—the guidance thing you said—is very true too, because we live in, and I'm sure you know everyone lived in, everyone had new things in whatever time era. Not that ours is special, but this era of the internet, you know, being like the first generation that has that, it is kind of like we're in uncharted territory. We're we're pioneering something in a way where, again, Alex and I talk about that, where we can't look and say like, oh, what is a 40 year successful social media career look like that I can kind of model because social media has only been around for 10 years. So it's like, you are kind of in uncharted territory without kind of that traditional mentoring guidance that you could, you know, look at. For sure. What do you think, Rob? What are your thoughts? Well, yeah. And it also, it makes me think that um, it's kind of like Paul checks work and getting clear on your morals and your ethics too. Right. Because that to a certain degree, any sort of belief system is just narrowing. To, it's it's sort of like we were talking about acting last last class or something or last class last uh, podcast we were in last. Let's do your homework. Yeah, yeah, yeah. we did. Yeah, yeah. But um, rah, it's almost, with with any sort of um like art form to a certain degree, you need a parameter to work within. Otherwise, it's just you know meaningless abstract art that we have today. But it's just more of more of you need you need parameters to work within, and especially in life, you need that as well. And when you have just a just option paralysis, yeah, you just you don't really have anything, and then you can let, get led down astray by people who want to 
want you to think a certain way and they have very clever ways of making you think that you're using your own mind when you're not and we're seeing that kind of more often than not in today's day and age and it reminded me i, I went out west and i worked with some bears on a on a job this past or last summer and uh one of the guys runner bear um jacob telling he's he's awesome guy and he wrote a book basically off of owen benjamin kind of changing his life how how dare you yeah 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 exactly and and the the thesis of that book i don't know if you read it but it basically is like the city versus the country right and the whole idea is basically in the city it's more important to be liked and in the country it's more important to be truthful you know what i mean like you you need you need to be able to be trusted in the country but you don't necessarily need that in the city you need to be liked because there's there's way too many people there's too, too many things around you where like if you're not sociable and you're not liked in certain ways then um yeah, you kind of can just be yeah, it's kind of like conformity and unity over over truth. And that's when you get, you know, that's when you get this sort of more of liberal um, idea sets. And it's not necessarily about truth. It's just more about um, what's being pushed right now, as opposed to what's the actual truth behind what I don't know, the situation that you're in, whatever you want to kind of quantify it as. Totally. And well, to, to go with what you were saying, John, about how we're in a time right where you know, no one has a 40 year career in this new realm that we're everyone's becoming, you know, acquainted with or, you know, completely diving headfirst into, you know, I always like we're creating it day by day. Exactly. Well, this is so this is to the point I was just going to make. And I I kind of brought this up to you last time, Rob, is that, you know, I think this is, it's vital for all of us, because there's so much unknown. I think, for my opinion, the best way to navigate it is going, okay, who am I up until this point? Like, like anyone who has creative endeavors, right? Like you, John, we've talked, like you never thought yourself as like a, a photographer, but if you go back in time into your childhood or younger times, like where was that creativity showing itself, presenting itself? And what do I mean by that? Like my job as, as a kid or as a kid, I grew up, my mom ran a daycare. You know, I started getting into acting pretty young, like in my high school years, always liked to entertain with friends and now it's led to me basically one of the things that I'm doing is is like trying to run a kids camp at daycare and people and I'm like I never would have saw myself here like it's this wasn't an option it became an option because of things in my past that led to this moment that seemed maybe arbitrary or you know they didn't they didn't correlate but over time your your reality becomes things that you know it's like in storytelling a lot of good storytelling as much as it's like, maybe I didn't have a crime scene life, but the root of the story comes from something that I can relate to. It's coming from the creators. They know what they're writing about. Like this is personal to some degree, right? And then all the fluff kind of, you can make it what you want. But, you know, I think that's where a lot of times in these, in unknown times, it's going, okay, well, what do I know? What, what is something that has been ingrained at a young age? Um, whether or not it's something I'm still doing to this day that I can draw to to basically catapult me into unknown territory. Does that make sense? Yeah, I think, I mean, <clears throat> oh, uh, one of my favorite things that Owen talks about uh, as of late is skill, skill stacking. Mm-hmm. And I think that's kind of like the culmination, which is really cool that we're seeing. And like, we live in such creative times, like the internet allows the combination. Cause like you said, your, your different experiences and what you bring and w- with like, and how nowadays people have so many different experiences and are exposed to so much different stuff with the internet. Like that's one of the big pros of the internet. Right. So the combination of like your unique life experiences, plus the fact that people skill stack more these days than before was way more like one focus. Right. You get such unique creativity and stuff that you, cause like, I remember from, and you mentioned like, what was it that you did as a kid? I was a, like, I skated as a kid. I was big into skateboarding and we would make skate videos. And back then you had like these super old fashioned cameras, nothing like, you know, you didn't have iPhones where you could, the iPhones have better cameras than the video cameras of my day. So, yeah, yeah. but we were still making those videos and, you know, being creative in that way. And then like, like you said, all those unique experiences you have build up to then whatever you're doing now and the fact that there is so much more diversity, like that's one of the good diversities of skill stacking. Right. You just you see a lot of unique uh, things these days that you wouldn't have necessarily seen in the past because people have all these different experiences and all these different skills, and they're able to collaborate with people. Like right now, we're in three different time zones, but we're able to like collaborate with ideas. Totally. Yeah, that's where I think it's it's it's. <clears throat> kind of annoying when people just shit on technology for no reason kind of thing. I, I understand it. I understand the frustration with it, but there's, 
it's just a tool. You can use it in any, in any way you want to. And there's obviously people that have agendas of where they want it to go, but you can use it in this kind of regard where we're, yeah, three people in three different places trying to expand ideas and, and flesh these kind of things out. And I think that it kind of also relates to the thing we were talking about on our episode, Pat, with like back in the day, you had people that were inventors, poets, as well as, you know, they knew stuff about health and they could, you know, fix a house or something like that, right? Like these people were like Renaissance men's where they knew a bunch of different things. And it's because I, I believe it's because they, they didn't really see a, a difference between each sort of work set. You're just using a different part of your, your being to a certain degree. And all of it is creativity. And we were talking about how when, if you run a business, if you're running a business, then you understand that there's that creation side to that as well. It's not just about, um, I guess like the more masculine driven of profits and all that kind of stuff, although that is, that is there, but there's also the feminine aspect of, okay, how might I provide value in this way? Or how might I do this? Or how might I do that? That's all the imagination, the imagination, the feminine. Um, but it's when you, when you're just strictly an employee and you have a nine to five and you have a pension and all this kind of stuff, then you're just punching numbers and you're, you're basically repeating a process over and over again. And there's no creativity in that to a certain degree, other than how you might think about not blowing your brains out every day. Yeah. Well, that was one of the biggest things that, uh, when I was training uh, in person frequently, especially in New York, you know, I get a lot of very successful people on paper coming in, you train, you build rapport and, you know, you start to get them friends to some capacity and you tell them about what you do outside of the gym or whatever. And, uh, there's obviously a genuine interest and sure enough with all the creative endeavors that I was doing and still do when I talk to people, they'd go, you know, and they're the ones making millions of dollars, you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars, you know, has like the luxury apartments. They're going, I wish I can do what you do. And I, and I just could not understand that at the time. Cause I'm like, what do you mean? Like you have, you have everything. And then it's the more you hear it, you go, all you, all you have is all you have is material. You have it, everything, right? You have everything. <laughs> but in reality, it was like, for them, it wasn't much. And because they're like, I thought, the same way you did. Like, I thought this is what I needed to find happiness, but now all I do is work for this. You know, my health's deteriorating. You know, I travel all the time. Yeah. I get to go to luxurious places, but it's like, to what degree is that even really? It's like, I go there. Yeah. Maybe it's like an unwind half the time. I'm not feeling well because I'm just so drained, you know, or then you go and they party and, you know, they're even more exhausting when they come back. So they're like, yeah, it was cool. I got to go to a place, but you know, I don't get to do the fun things that I want. So one of the questions I would start to ask people over time is like, like, what do you love to do? Like, what makes you happy? And you know, one, one of the people they said, uh, this is like, just like, I just like being with my kids. And I was like, cool. And I kind of like, didn't know how to respond. Cause my, my follow-up wanted to be, do you get to do that? But I just know how much they travel. So I didn't want to like, you know, I just wasn't sure how to navigate that. And they sure enough, I go to be with my family and my kids and they go, and I don't do that. And like, you could see the smile on his face, but you could see it was like pain. You know what I mean? It was like, it wasn't a true smile. It was like, Oh boy. You know? So it's just one of those things where I'm like, you know, the fact of, you know, trying to be able to take all of this creative endeavors that's in all of us implement it into whatever way possible you can. Like you were saying, Rob, like, even if you have a nine to five, finding ways to show creativity, it's like the, the janitor that makes their job fun, you know? And people are like, how do you, how are you doing this? It's like, cause I'm making this exciting. You know, this is, this is where I am in life. And some people it's where they want to be, but it's like, how do I make it fun? How do I make it creative? Instead well, of looking and, at it. Is it you know? And that circles back to another point that Robin made about um, the, uh, it just spaced out of my mind. There's something about the mindset. Uh, well, no, I was going to tie that into the mindset of it where, um, yo, that's the difference in those people is, uh, and that's like, I think a, a big, that's what I'm, oh, that was it. Rob said the values and your, your ethics. Um, mm -hmm. And really getting down, that was one thing I did, I wanted to do this year at least was really hone in on like kind of knowing what my values are, like actually knowing them and, and thinking about that instead of just kind of like, cause you can get caught up so much in the day-to-day -day grind and just going through stuff that you don't really, you know, sit and reflect and think about that kind of stuff. But I think that's the, the difference. Cause if you have two janitors and one really enjoys their job and, you know, does it and is creative and whatnot. And the other one is just kind of like just pushing the mobs frown on his face or whatever. What's the difference. It's what's going on in their head. Right. So if you, uh, 
I think like skills, skill stacking and, and values are like, in, especially in this kind of a world, uh, will take you far no matter what. Cause then, you know, I'm, have you guys read anti-fragile? No, no, I keep, I, it's on my list though. Okay. I, I don't know anything about, can you explain it? I, I don't even know what that is. So Vo- I think Vox is just about to like, they're going to, that's going to be like the next book they publish. Um, oh, really? So I was like, yeah, I was like, if, if Vox recommends it highly, I was like, I got to pick it up and read it. Right. Um, I'm only like 20 pages in, but a lot of books, I feel like you, it, it kind of takes a while, you know, to mm. get into like, what's the, the heart of the subject. This book is like page one. I'm like sitting there, like taking notes, like, fuck, this is heavy stuff. <laughs> like, wrote it. um, like Nassim Harem or something. Yeah. He wrote black Swan. He's written a couple books, but, uh, it's just the S. So basically it's the essence of, uh, being the difference between something being fragile and anti-fragile is does pressure and does like time and all these stressing factors, does that make you better or worse? Mm-hmm. So if you think like of like a glass, you, it's fragile. If you drop it, the stress of hitting the ground breaks it. But then if you think of like a human, um, if again, if you have the right mindset, cause it kind of comes down to how your, your mindset is to whether you'll be fragile or anti-fragile, working out, you can either, that'll make you stronger, the stressing on your muscles. So like, you know, anyone who works out knows the truth of that, that, um, that makes you stronger. But if you won't, you know, if you have a bad mindset, then maybe working out would hurt you because then you'd be like, Oh, I'm sore and this and that. So right. that's kind of like the, the base I'm again, I'm 20 pages in, I'm no expert on it yet, but, uh, I see a lot of truth in that and how so many people these days are fragile where, you know, words offending you very fragile. Um, right. So, yeah. 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 And I think it, another interest, it makes me think of your chat with Howdy, um, Pat, where he talked about language and how we know that they've just dumbed down our language so much, even with, even with English on its own, mm-hmm. but then even English itself and not even having masculine and feminine in the actual words, but we don't have a word. I think, um, I forget how I heard of that book first, but it was something to do with someone said that we do not have a word for, for anti-fragile, right? We have fragile, but we don't have the antithesis of that word. All we have is anti that word. So we don't even have a concept to a certain degree of what quality that actually is. I would say the closest maybe is resiliency, but that's not the same thing as, as well, being anti-fragile. You, and, and did you use that just out of just knowing the word or have you heard him? Because that's literally like in the beginning of the book, he talks about how people say resilient a lot of times when he's doing no. stuff and yeah that's the specific word he uses is resilient and he talks about how far that is from anti-fragile because resiliency resiliency is sure like you're resilient to something but you're but then stress if you're resilient to it doesn't make you better and he's like that's the key with anti-fragile is stress doesn't you don't just get through stressors but they make you actually you come out stronger right. for it it's cool. so interesting, man, because sorry to cut you up, but no. for me, one of the one of my, my morning kind of things that I try to do now, especially in Canada, now that I can actually get outside and put my feet in the ground where it's not, you know, minus 20, but is to ask for, you know, for, to ask the ask creator, you know, work with me and, and, and grant me strength, courage, and then I use resiliency to add value uh, for the people around me and all that kind of stuff. Um, just to find sort of kind of like those morals and ethics, right? But it's just sort of, you know, uh, strength courage, you know, have the heart to be able to sort of go towards anything, but then be resilient in going, if there's hardship, I can go through that. But it's funny that now, even within that word, it's not, it's not even what yeah. I, what I actually want. Right. Which is kind of the, the difference between it's very important, you know, the spoken word, but it's also the intention is also extremely important too. Cause you like our word, it's almost like our, well, words fail just at their outset. Right. Cause it's not exactly what you want to say that's in your mind or in your heart. It's just always failing in the best way possible. But I'm just realizing that I maybe need to figure out a better word for it, but yeah. Well, now you have one, but that's, that's, that makes it beautiful. Right. In the sense of this journey is just, you know, constantly trying to find the best way to, you know, get your life in the direction that you want to take it, willing to make mistakes or realizing, Hey, there's something that I can do better. There's a different way I can approach this. Hey, let me reflect. Is this, am I where I want to be? What could I do? Like subtleties different. And I think between having these conversations, reading books, you know, again, reevaluating how you see your life, how you approach things, you know, all these light bulbs start to go off. I mean, through our conversations, like even just earlier, John was like, Oh, what was it? Oh yeah. I remember. Right. It's like this ability to tap in so either conversations we once had or, you know, routines that we have and going like, okay, oh, wait, 
I could do that differently. Oh, I can approach this with a whole new mindset or a one word comes to you and you go, that just changed my entire outlook of this entire world. And I've heard that word it's, before. What was it about amazing, now? That, it's yeah. amazing that Rob said resilient because there's, there's other words that you could, I forget. Um, cause he does, he, he has a specific like little footnote in one of the pages where he says constantly at conferences after he speaks, people will come up and be like, and, and it's like these questions he hears all the time. And that's one of them is like, he used two words, resilient. Another thing where they're like, how is anti-fragile different than resilient? And the other word, but like the, the resilient is the word. And then just like, boom, Rob's like resilient. And that's just, it's a good sink. What's interesting that like, I'm, I'm trying to, it's like, my intention is to try and find that word too. Right. To, to, to sort of, that's what I'm looking for. Right. That anti-fragileness of like, um, that sort of rocky thing where it doesn't matter how hard you, you, uh, you know, you can get hit or how many times you're knocked down. Right. It's about getting back up. And uh, yeah, it's just, it's, I mean, constantly we, me and Pat are like, you know, texting and stuff like that. And then it's just, it's, it's just one after another that the, the, the sort of synchronicities are right there that it's, yeah, it's not even freaky anymore. It's just sort of. When you see it, I mean, uh, Rob, I'm assuming you you're into fitness and stuff like that as well. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So these are, and again, all these, like, again, it circles back to like experiences and how many experiences you have that, you know, all these things make sense. Like farming, obviously gardening is one of the biggest, like you just get so many true life lessons and it's like, so true. It's just right in front of you naked, but working out again, is one of these things where like, you kind of just learn to be anti-fragile and you learn the truth of these things with inherently, um, to where, you know, or, or you talk about like, if you, people like people know these things, but then they don't know them. It's weird. Everyone knows that if you're in a coma for, for like a month, that you're going to get muscle atrophy and you're going to be like super weak after why? Cause you had no stressors, your body. It's not only that you like could or couldn't have stressors. If you're like the way the human body is set up, stressors are better for you. If you don't yeah. have stressors, you'll be weak. If you have stressors, you'll be stronger. And right. so again, then the one thing that you're in control of besides that is the mindset to one of the things he said that like clicked and resonated so hard with me is talking about the one certain thing is that, you know, there is this unpredictability and that no matter what going through your life, you're going to have random things happen to you in your business and your health and your random things. So he talks about having your mindset be in a way to where not only are you not expecting it, but you're like, you're welcoming, you're welcoming it in that aspect of then when like your car randomly breaks down, you don't go like, Oh, it's like, you just know that's going to happen and you're expecting it. And you know that it's going to make you, and that's not a great example of making you stronger. That kind of just sucks. But, um, but it, but it, but it does though. And I can, and I can attest to it. So real quick, the other day I was, my son was in the car. He was throwing a fit, all this stuff. And I, so we usually will go park, you know, right on the, on the beach and I let him play in the car. We take in the ocean, all that stuff. But he was just like, throwing a tantrum. So I'm like trying to get him situated. I open my door and my phone falls out and it completely cracks. Like, like it's like shattered, completely shattered. And I'm like, and so works, but I'm like looking at it and I'm like, from the stress of that, all the stuff I can go, I have a choice right now. I can lose it because of things that, because of him, because I dropped my phone and I can start blaming everybody for why this happened or I can embrace it and go, it is what it is. We need to move it's, forward. As he would say, it's inevitable. Those it's, things exactly, happen. Are it's inevitable. inevitable. It's going to happen. And to your thing about stresses, right? Is that, and I'm with you hundred percent that physical fitness is a great kind of like the gateway drug for like, you know, anti-fragile is because it you're, you're able to control so many of those inputs and outputs of stress. You can, you can either you know, really stress yourself or you can pull yourself back. You can be in control if you know how to get into the driver's seat of it. And that's why I talk about the alchemical process of it all. But to your point earlier with John, when you're saying that a lot of people can logically, you know, analyze and reason this idea of stress and its importance, but don't fully understand is because so many people are in, if we talk about the mind, body, spirit are in that mind. They're all up here. Everything's in the ether of like, like, okay, I can do deadlines. I got to make this, I have this, how do I problem solve everything in my head, but they never embody that stress or at least they don't have the conditioning of self-awareness to know that they're, they're actually embodying that stress. Like for example, when people are like, Oh, I got all this stuff on my plate, all these thoughts of things I need to do, but they're not actually physical. We see people, 
like they're embodying it and they, there's no self-awareness of it. And I know this cause I see it I, for over 10 years now. Hey, do you know that like, before we even do the move, you're doing this? Like, no, you do. Oh, I do. And it's just, it's genuinely, people don't know that they're embodying all this etheric up here, but even a further step. And I've talked about this is what's in that mindset. People don't even have control over that. They think maybe because they've accomplished tasks that they're like, Oh, I have it all figured out. But to my point earlier, like I dropped my phone, all the thoughts in my mind, a lot of people lose control over that and don't know how to bring it in, you know, on an emotional level there, it's, it becomes like, and don't be wrong. I have my moments, but it's knowing that awareness of like, all right, I'm hitting that precipice here. Like I'm starting to lose control over, you know, letting my mind or my thoughts take me away from, you know, being in the driver's seat. And then obviously what is that doing to my body? What is that doing to my breath, the spirit? And you start to see that it's all discombobulated, but that's why to your point, John, I, I'm truly in the mindset that if people can not only logic and reason and understand it, but then embody how that stress, the correlation, um, that's what, that's where the anti-fragile process begins is because, and that's how I train It's going, okay, now I can feel the stress kicking in. I can feel the heat. I can feel all that emotion, all that physical response, neurological response going like, get out, get out, get out. You can't do this. I can't do this. Oh my gosh, this is burning my leg. Oh geez. Oh gosh. Well, in the fitness, not only does it, uh, people that work out and stuff, it, it teaches you like body awareness about just kind of like being aware of like your body position and stuff. Cause when you're doing exercises, if you want to have good form, you have to be very aware of like the position of your body. Totally. And it also trains you, it trains your mind to under heavy stress. And when your thoughts in your head are screaming, stop and your muscles, whatever, to just go, Nope, we're, we're doing two more. We're doing however many more I, I said, I'm going to do 15. It, like, if you work out in that manner, it, it kind of like ingrains integrity and helps you with, uh, right. even like with Tico, I'm sure you guys know the, yeah. the Tico stuff that when you have these thoughts in your head of like, ah, you did 12, you're fine. Like, and to push through that. And I love the Watika stuff. And even just to be in that moment of like, where you kind of want to freak out to separate from those thoughts. And then you can just kind of like laugh and, and reground yourself, I think is, uh, but yeah, I, I just love the aspect of not only, like I said, it's, it's inevitable. And you see people all the time that like, it's as if every time some bad thing happens, which uh, I love how Robert Kiyosaki used to call them doodads. It's just like the inevitable thing. Like you're always going to have an issue with your car, an issue with it's, it's, you're going to drop your phone. You're going to break your sunglasses. That's never going to stop. But you see people to where every time it happens, it's as if they have no, they thought the rest of their life was going to be perfect. They're like, how could this happen? It's like, it's inevitable. <laughs> right. Well, even to your point, sorry, Robin, if you have something, um, but you know, John, for those who don't know, you do a lot of like acrobatic uh, workouts and you do a lot of stuff where, you know, you're up in the air doing handstands on like high, you know, high elevations and whether it be you're on top of a person's feet or shoulders. And like for a lot of people, the idea of going into a handstand, for example, is a scary thought. It's, you know, there's so many emotions that come with it. Now you're doing that somebody else where they're moving and there's a lot of trust. And this is where, you know, trust in self in with a capital S trust in your God-given potentials, you know, the design of, of self um, really comes into play and you have to be so in the moment in that present moment, no pun intended here, but to another be, plug. yeah, right, another plug. Yeah. To my own show, <laughs> tune in to my own show that you're now watching. Yeah, um, and as Pat talks to us about balance, he's talking exactly. about Yeah, and balance. What a bear. Yeah. <laughs> That's a Coddington. Okay. Um, but but you get what I'm saying. And obviously you literally embody that, you know, and, and maybe you can describe more about like what is that you do in that and what's you know, how much trust is going into not just yourself, but the person you're doing the acrobats with, man, because it's fun to watch. I mean, it's quite fascinating. I mean, I've, uh, yeah, so I've been doing handstands for years now. And that led me to this community of acrobats who that's just like my, again, like uh, I do, I do photography. That's currently what I'm doing, I, but I don't con like at heart, I think my natural most God-given gifts that I'm, that I like I've seen in my own life is at athletics and just kinesthetic ability. Um, and so that's where I feel like the most just 
you know, good and present and, and, uh, and yeah, like the flow state I talk about a lot and, and I'm, I'm big on cause it has to, it takes so much focus. And especially when you're doing stuff with other people, it's like, it is interesting too how you, not that you care more about other people, but the amount of focus, like when I'm in a handstand, I'm not really like, Oh, I'm going to make sure I don't fall. But when you're holding someone else, it's way more like caring about them than I do for myself in that moment, which is kind of weird, but, um, it just it, that is what it is for now but uh yeah it's just really cool to i personally always like team sports more because just like uh it's like that uh, multiplication factor where the amount of cool stuff and the amount of energy of doing something with someone else versus like doing stuff by yourself is just multiplied totally so the acrobatic stuff is just super cool and i've always just been super inspired by uh what the body can do and what people can do is like, I'm obviously not at the peak, but like what people can do uh, with mm-hmm. each other and just the human body. I've always been super inspired by. Totally. Bro, yeah, all, this reminds me, all this reminds me of even like Jocko Willink's good, you know, mm-hmm. where just, you know, Oh, this happened. Good. Okay. We can get better at doing X, Y, and Z. Oh, another wrench in there. Good. Okay. We can do it this way, or we can learn this new thing or whatever it might be. Right. It's like, they, even it's, it's even certain people, they can't wrap their head around, um, spirituality, God, religion, all those kind of things, like connecting them to a higher, greater power or something like that. Even if they can't, you know, uh, ascribe to that yet, it's sort of like, isn't it a, just a better way to live your life to a certain degree where like this, this mindset is like, isn't it just a better way to kind of like view things, view problems in that way, as opposed to just stewing in the problem and just going like, okay, good. This is a problem. Good. Okay. I can use it in like a certain way. And for me, I was going to ask you almost the same question there, John, with, with, with your uh, acrobat stuff, because for me, I found, I just would hit walls in the gym because I would just go, I can just, you know, there's, there's an easy out here, you know, like I can just rack this thing or I can, you know, I can just not do this. I can escape easily from this by just, you know, a squat or something like that. I can just kind of like throw it off if I, if it's too heavy or something. And what I always loved about boxing and, and the martial arts was like, if you, if you want out halfway through a round, you can't do it. You, you can't get out. Right. And you can either, you can either just say, okay, I'm just, I'm just going to survive this one. At the end of the day, you're still actively engaged in that set or whatever you want to call it. Right. Where, I don't know if you guys have found where it's sort of using that sort of idea with like actual real world consequences right now in this moment, while also working on my body, my mind and and doing all those kind of things in the same moment. Have you guys felt that you needed that as opposed to just like your strict sort of, I mean, uh, totally. three sets of five or three sets of 10 of like whatever at like a box gym, you know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, totally, man. And I would uh to kind of take that for those who maybe don't work out or do all those things, I actually take that and and put it directly into just the everyday life stuff, like you said, where it's a mindset of like, okay, I have uh, this stress in my life, or whether it be a relationship, whether it be uh, you know obligations, all this stuff, and really going like instead of going like, oh, this is happening to me, it's going, yeah, this is happening to me. This is my like I you know, for those who don't believe in God or whatever, you're fine. But for me, it's going, I've been, I've been chosen this path and given this task to handle. I'm definitely capable. How do I then approach it? Same thing with the gym, right? Like, and I see it all the time with people now is they'll go like, I can't do that. I can't do that. And I'm like, yeah, you can just take a second, just breathe. You know, and I'd see people do stuff that they were like, I, how did, what, how did I do that? How, how, like physically, how did I do that? And I go, well, you're, you're getting in your own way. Like you, you don't think you, as you said earlier, uh, John, about mindset and how you perceive yourself. It's going, yeah, I, uh, I don't think I can do that. Okay. Well, uh, with that attitude, truly, you, you're not going to be able to, you're really not going to be able to, but then it's going, no, 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 I can, I'm in this position. I'm in this. Yeah. I can either do this or I don't. Yeah, I can do this. I'm definitely capable. And even if you don't do it in that moment, it's going, Okay. Well, that's a value. Like, why did it not work this time? What, you know, what was it that I didn't do? And especially in the gym, I see that, you know, for a long time, I'd see this as people would go, they'd go for, let's just say a deadlift. They go to do a deadlift and you can see them struggling and they put the weight down and immediately they go, oh, I had it. I knew I could do it. I knew I can do it. And I go, why didn't you? And they're like, I got in my head. And you'd see like that immediate response of going like, I got in my own way for my own potential. And, and this is where I would like lead people. I'm like, well, you have an untapped potential that you just yourself admitted to. And you kept yourself. And they're like, I know, I, now I get the, what you're saying, man. And this is what a lot of people do is when you watch 
uh, others succeed, whether it's not just in the gym, but in the endeavors of their life of like, oh, you started a business. Like for John, you started a microgreens company. Rob, you, you started your podcast. You're going and traveling and joining different building, you know, facilities, you know, excursions and things like that. And you're making things happen. It's going, oh, you're, you're handling the obstacles that are put in your way. Like, how do you do it? It's like, because I got a choice. Like I have the ability to go, do I continue this? Do I go through the hardships? Do I deal with the, you know, the ups and downs of it? And then, you know, whatever happens, happens. Or do I just like say, like, ah, oh, not, I, I could have done it, but I didn't do it. You know, that's the, the biggest thing that I, it, it, talking about bringing it back to our, our childhood in high school, we always talked about this. There was like a poem or something called uh, in football is called the wish and being like, I don't essentially the, the moral, the whole point of it was going like, don't want to go in life going, I wish I would have done something. I wish I would have whatever. And uh, we just try to use it for football, but that resonated for me. And that's always stuck with me from like, I don't want to ever go in my life. Like I wish I would have just said, you know, this to whoever or tried this endeavor. Um, let me just go do it. So. Well, and the, and the paradox is that it is success that breeds confidence. Like totally. as soon as like you see it in that moment that they did one, now they get the confidence from actually doing it. You can't, it's like the opposite. People think you need to be confident to do something, but it's like, you just have to do it and fail. Then you'll get the confidence. And then again, it all, the mindset is like the biggest thing through all of it. Because if you have the mindset that, you know, not only is the failure inevitable, but like Vox talks about this all the time, fail faster. Like the more you can fail and just do it and get through things, the better off you'll be, the more confidence you'll have. And there's no secrets to that. But um, yeah, you see that. And, and then again, the, the inevitability part though, I just love that thought of the inevitability of it. Cause even being an athlete, um, and doing, especially if you're going to be an athlete that pushes your, your bound, your, uh, not your boundaries, but your, your limits, whatever you want to call it. Mm. It's, uh, injuries are inevitable. There's no way getting around it. No athletes don't get injured. And then I love a, a phrase, uh, a quote that Elliot Hulse used was, um, wounds carry wounds or no. Yeah. Wounds carry wounds. Um, which means like they carry with them the opportunity for growth and learning and strengthening. But again, only if you have the right mindset where you're like, you're going to learn from an injury and not like, you know, whine and bitch about it. But uh, knowing that it's just, again, like as you're going through these things, when you inevitably get hurt, you're just like, like what Rob said, good, I got hurt now. Okay. I'll learn from that. I'll, I'll, it'll grow back stronger. And now I'll, now you have this new, um, this new thing of like, okay, I got to be aware of that. Cause I, you, now, you know, what can happen the negatively, like, oh, I fell out of this a certain way and did that. Okay my ankle's a little bit weak. I got to make my ankle stronger now. So yeah. Well, real quick, Robbie, I don't know if you have anything, but to, on that point is it's having that ability to get into the mindset that your body is a perfect creation, that it is self-healing all the time because amazing. it, huh? I said, it's amazing. Oh, it's amazing. And, that's, body, the, and that's the point is if you can get to that mindset of like, I got hurt in that there's a, there's a communication, like a perfect communication of the body, also the body with yourself, you know, the, the soul, the spirit, and like gratitude that there is constant communication. You have to have, I think there's a precursor or a prerequisite to have that mindset to have the outcome that you are talking about, because a lot of people might get hurt and they go, they said, Oh, poor me, all this bad stuff, because they don't see their body as this perfect design, this perfect vessel. It's going, Oh, I got hurt. Good. There's a communication happening now. All right, my shoulder. I can't do certain things. What's up? Like, what are you telling me? What is right. that communication? And I always equate it to like with my clients that I still do. And I go, imagine if you had, you know, they don't have kids, but they, you know, wife or loved ones. And I go, imagine if they're trying to talk to you and they're pulling at your shirt going, Hey man, I need your attention. You know, not now, not now. Like leave me alone. Come on. I, I need to talk to you. There's something going on where something wrong. Like seriously, now you put them, you close the door. They're trying to bust through the door to pull out your shirt, to let you know something is wrong. I need you to speak to me. Okay. You know what? Now I'm going to put up, you know, another wall or I'm going to, you know, mask it with whatever prescriptions and, you know, just try to power through it. And then they leave and they slam the door shut. And they're like, why they leave? What? Because I was trying to tell you something and you weren't listening. So now I'm going to make it very clear that there's something wrong and whether or not you can do it. And this is what happens is 
it's there there it's perfect like i know it sounds silly maybe it's not the best example but i think visually people can make sense of that is going that's what the body's doing it's communicating and if we can't see that and we don't think it's a perfect design and we don't think that it's going to tell us exactly what we need to hear then you know of course it's going to be this downward spiral rather than becoming anti-fragile as you said of being like good well, I'm glad you knows. tugged at my shirt because now we can talk. Now we can maybe try to get to the bottom of what's going on. And you know, if you ignore it, it's maybe it'll even go away for a little bit, but it's going to come back worse. If you, if you, you know, from your body, if you ignore signs and, and uh, that they're only going to pile up and be worse to deal with later, same as stuff right. in life, if you, if you ignore it, it's a way better to face it. But yeah, I think the, the gratitude of, and for me, it's like, I finally, after uh, the whole two years, the whole thing never got sick. I finally got a fever um, last month and same thing now the way, and I remember even two years ago, I wouldn't have looked at it as the same this time. Uh, nothing. I didn't do any, even like uh, in the past, I probably would have taken like some, uh, th- what is the flu stuff? The, uh, the nighttime thing where to like NyQuil or? NyQuil. I would have taken some kind of thing two years ago just to ease the symptoms. This time I was like, nope, I'm just going to embrace it for what it is. 100% natural, like getting through it. And I'm going to go through it being like, I'm, I'm grateful that my body has this ability to burn whatever's being burned. And that was kind of the, the thoughts I had was like, you know, please let this burn what needs to be burned. And then I'll be grateful that I'll be stronger afterwards. And it's like the, the same mindset of going into an injury where you can be, you could look at it as like, oh fuck, I'm injured, this sucks. Or you could be like, I'm so grateful that I have the ability to just heal. Like what a magical thing. Yeah. Rob, you want to add anything? Yeah, well, just you guys talking there was reminding me of, you know, the idea of just living your life as if, if people can't attach themselves to something greater or anything like that. But you were, you were talking about, Pat, there, if you, you know, live your life as if you were chosen. You know, I was chosen to, to sort of either bear this or succeed in this kind of way. And I think that that whole sort of win or learn idea where you can go, okay, either I'm going to go in here and I'm going to give it my best and it's up and it's, it's my, you know, I don't know, like destiny or whatever. Like it's, 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 I am able to achieve this and I'm supposed to achieve this because this is my, this is my will. This is what I want to do. Or it was not, um, or I was willing, or I was supposed to learn something through this. Mm -hmm. Right. And it's, it's that idea of, it's not really, it's not failure. It's more just, Okay. I, what if, you know, it's, it's that kind of idea of like, what if there's a, there's a lesson to be learned in doing every single thing that you could possibly do to be prepared to win. And then you don't win. Isn't it an interesting way to kind of think about like, okay, so what was my, what was the lesson I was supposed to learn with that? As opposed to going, Oh, well, I'm a fucking loser. You know, yeah. like all I do is lo- I just tried so hard and I lost. So now I'm a loser in my life. And you know, the things it's the worst in the world as opposed to going like, okay, interesting. So if I tried everything and it didn't work, and I lost what, the, like, what, what's, what lesson is within that? What am I supposed to heed from that? Right. And I think it's, again, it's just like a, a different, a different and better way to live your life. Cause then you go, okay, throw the next, cause you're not going to die or unless you fucking kill yourself or something, but like, you're not, you, you have to, you have to continue. Right. So it's like, okay, what lesson do you use to continue? So that like, you have now this tool next time to go, oh, okay. So now I can use this thing. I didn't have that before, but now I have it. Totally. Man, you don't have to continue though. Cause some people, as we see, some people just quit. You see a lot of people these days just kind of quitting where they just you know all they do is sit home and watch netflix in their mom's basement or whatever it is that people do when they just kind of like for whatever reason this or that have kind of just given up so it is you know it's and uh i think test is the word i like a lot that's what i part of my morning read that i do uh that i wrote myself is you know this world is a test so yeah whether or not it's something that you're supposed to triumph through or whether it's something that's you know we all and something I think is we all have different tests. Like even some of my friends and I recently have been talking about um, sin and temptation. Everyone isn't tempted the same, you know, mm-hmm. of the seven deadly sins, you, you talk to seven different people, everyone's tempted a little bit different. Like right. I'm, I don't struggle at all with, with sloth. That's just not one that, that struggles with me, but I have my own test. And then someone else, maybe they'd look at what, what tempts me and they'd be like, that tempts you. I'm like, yeah, it's fucking hard. And they'd be like, wow, well for me, it's sloth, you know? So it's just like, no, no one has a better or worse thing through life. We're all just given different tests. Oh, absolutely, man. And I think uh, the beauty about tests is like, is to what Rob is saying is if you're going to, if you're going to fail, learn from that failure. Like, and that's the thing. And then it longer again, word magic, like it no longer really is failure. It's just obstacle. That's all it really becomes. It's just going, okay, 
I've reached another obstacle. I didn't maybe choose the best way through that obstacle. Let me find a better obstacle. And that's why, you know, and I, I know you got to run here soon, John, but like you see it so much in relationships because now you're taking two different people or two different experiences, two different sin, you know, backgrounds of sins and they come together and, you know, and maybe not you guys, but at least in my past, I've been like, man, why am I finding myself in these situations with certain girls where it's just the same fucking thing? And it's realizing it's going, that was my test. It's going, you're putting, I, well, God, I'm putting you in these situations. Will you learn from it? Will you learn? And I had to come to that realization of going, oh, my issues that I keep thinking are their issues is just attracting these issues. We're supposed to be engaged to learn from it. And if I'm not going to learn from it, and most people just walk, people walk away or they, they're like, I can't do this. Well, you're going to keep finding yourself in that position because it's a learning. It's a test. It's the going, will you learn from it? Because your energy, your insecurities, your sins or whatever, somehow are matching with these people. And at the end of the day, it becomes a situation where you're going, if you're not going to learn from it, you're going to just keep finding yourself in those, those relationships or in those situations. And what's it, the word? Inevitability. Inevitable. It's inevitable. Because, 100%. It doesn't, you don't, it doesn't, that's life doesn't work again. That's why that was like so far 20 pages in the thing that resonated the most, even when you're giving your test or whatever it is and you, you do it, you beat your mm-hmm. test, you know, you say no to whatever it is, you quit porn you're not out of the woods. Right. It's not like God isn't like, Oh, you beat that test the rest of your life. You're uneasy. That no, you're going to get tempted. You're going to be something else is going to happen. That's going to put you in a lowered state. And then they're going to tempt, or, you know, right. who, whoever, whoever tempts you, you're going to get that temptation again. When you're at a low point, it's going to be like, you're just constantly, he's going to be checking. Like, are you still like, are you going to, so it's like that. I love that the inevitability of challenges thing or tests is like, I just love that. that well, it's like in a video game, like, is, is a lot of people will equate this or relate this to video games and being like, oh, you passed this level, but now you still have to play the game. And that's the point. It's going, if you're playing a video game, you're inevitably going to have to go to another levels that are going to get harder. Right. But it, it's inevitable. If you want to keep playing the game, you're going to have to keep cha- facing harder challenges. That's the point of the, the game. So again, no one's happy when the game is super easy and they've conquered it. They're like, I did it. So did everybody else. And it's going, yeah, because all you had to do was literally walk across this bridge with no conflict. I mean, to be fair, Baraplegic would be, he would wheel across the bridge. I was going to say, luckily it's a, it's a stone bridge with a lot of pots and, and sticks. Yeah. You know, you're like, Oh, Jesus. Um, one of the, th- one of the things that uh, me and me and Jacob were talking about when we were building this house too, was the idea that you were just re- equated to the video game and leveling up. Well, levels get harder, don't they? It doesn't yeah. get easier. Yeah. Yeah. But they do give you the option to put it on easy mode. And, you know, some people I'm sure, you know, put want life to be on easy mode. Mm-hmm. And it's why I think athletics are, are great too, because even if you accomplish your goal, right, you become yeah. champion of the world or whatever, right. It's like, okay, well you go, you got to go home now and then just be right. who you are in your own house. And it's like, okay, how do you, how do you equate athletics? And like, you've, you've worked for this goal and now you have it. Okay. Now what about yourself? Cause you're, you're still alive 24 hours out of the day. You're not just champion of the world forever. And everyone cares about that every single second of your life. Right. So it just, it makes you think about those kind of things too. Right. Of like, okay, I've achieved this goal and I thought that this was going to be X and it was going to make me feel X, but now I, I have this other, you know, I have, I have the rest of my life to live. What do I do with that? And I think that's why, that's why a lot of athletes are successful in a bunch of different ways. Cause they can just use that, that, uh, that idea in, in, in every aspect of their life as well. Yeah. Well, and the, the, again, the, the infinite number of things you, you get one lifetime, you need lifetimes to even handstands, hand balancing, such as you said, Oh, it's such a simple thing. Well, the, the amount of things and creativities you can do within just a handstand, which is just this one little piece. It's like, okay, I mastered a handstand. Okay. Now do it on one arm. And now you've got to do different things with your legs and now go on a bar. And now it's just like, okay, now handstand another person. You, you can't win the game. That's the only paradox of video games is like, oh, I got to the final level. I beat the bot. That doesn't exist in real life. Like there's, there is always another thing. So you can, there's never going to be a time when you're, when like, if you're an athlete who pushes yourself where you go like, sweet, I, I did it. Right. Like, and, and you see that with other people. And that's why it's so cool to, you know, be engaged with other people. And that's what's such a cool thing about the internet and the, just that vision of giving you inspiration to be like, it happens to me every day. I'm, I'm blessed to, you know, that's one of the cool things about SoCal for all of its negatives 
is uh it's a lot of it draws a lot of people that are like kind of push themselves athletically and i'm very grateful that i just get to be surrounded by that not even on social media but like every sunday um tomorrow i'll be there with these people who are way more talented um and further along than me that i can draw inspiration from and learn from so it's just like it's just never ending i love it dude i'm gonna sorry i don't mean to i know you gotta go uh (laughs) My lady just texted me. She's like, I got to go do a delivery for a baby. So I'm coming home. I got to drop off our, our son. So um, I'm going to have to go to, um, you know, new life is coming into this realm. So all beautiful. So she's got to go take care of that. But um, where can everyone find you guys while we wrap up here? We'll definitely do this again real quick because there's so much more that I want to get into. I know we could, you, you, you got to end it at some point because we could just talk, I'm sure, endlessly. Yeah. We'll do it again soon. But uh, But yeah, John, where can everyone find you, man? Um, I'm on the Instagrams. Uh, it's john.snip, J-O-N with no H, uh, dot snip. And then that's pretty much my across the socials. I, I, I go on the talk as well, um, reluctantly, but I just repurpose my videos there. Um, mm-hmm. uh, but yeah, basically Instagram and TikTok, obviously Bertaria times for all the bears. Uh, I am balanced bear. And, uh, oh, and of course the most important thing is Johnny Greenleaf on, uh, Green. <laughs> I was going to say, is he going to, is he going to plug the Johnny Greenleaf microgreens? Yeah. Johnny Greenleaf, uh, as well. That's my, that's my alter ego. Awesome. <laughs> what about you? Rob? My MO now is fitness, photography, and farming. That's my, uh, right. It's inevitable. Um, Awesome. Oh, yeah. What about you, brother? Where, uh, where Dude, can everyone in, find you? Not to interrupt, but inevitable bear. Someone's got to jump on that. That's a sick bear name. Okay. You're going to have like three names or Owen's going to be like, so we have, uh, you changing your name again? again? <laughs> How many names? Dude, you're taking everyone's names. We can't rehash a name. Formerly Cali bear, formerly Bal- um, bounce bear. Anti-fragile bear. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Anti-fragile inevitable bear. You're going to literally just have a string of names. That's funny. Gonna, yeah, but um, that's really funny. Eva, how about you, Rob? Where, where is everyone the best place to, to find you? Um, you can find me on YouTube, uh, Rob Edward. Uh, also, if you search Dig Within, a podcast called Dig Within on all the platforms. And uh, I don't really do Instagram too much, but I'm there at the real Rob Edward. And uh, it's great to meet you, John. Uh, really enjoy the chats. And I'll have to reach out to you for, uh, for my platform too. And hopefully we can do this again because I loved it. Oh, yeah, yeah anytime. And uh, yeah, I'm... I'm out there fighting on the front lines. I'm still in LA and I'm still on Instagram. So I'm fighting the good fight on the front lines. Awesome. Say, dude, I love it, man. Yeah, we'll do this again soon, guys. Everyone who uh, who listened in, thanks for joining us. And uh, yeah, we'll see you all next time. Have a good one, guys. Thanks for having us, Pat.